trying to think it's our back and forth, Maddie, that makes this at all entertaining. I'm not overly familiar with hip-hop uh, culture. This is a night. Welcome once again to the Unintended Audience. This is a podcast that proves that people can find enjoyment in unexpected places. Oh, uh, like how you can take an old tire and wrap a rope around it and then wrap that rope onto a tree and then you can swing on that tire. I think it's called a tire swing. It might be called a tire yeah. swing. That's very nostalgic of you. It's yeah, like it's, very Norman Rockwell. It's a cool use case for a tire. Unexpected. It is. It's a great, great use case. <laughs> yeah. uh, another thing you can do with a, an even bigger tire is you can haul it to your local CrossFit box and haul it all over that place to, to get fit. Um, or you can... Ah maybe pound it with a sledgehammer or throw up into it. I don't know what CrossFit is. Yeah. Um, I don't know who does it. Douchebags. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm not one to judge. Any physical activity is a little beyond me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Tom. And I'm Matt. Yeah. And, uh, and today uh, we're going to be talking about when people try to make something really big and important and they fail making it. And then unintentionally they make something... Uh, maybe not better than what they were trying to do, but certainly, you know, there's lots of actually cool stuff that comes out it's of fertile, It's fertile ground. Absolutely. But before we get to that new object of discussion, mm-hmm. I think, per usual, um, our last episode had a few errors in there. Yeah, there were, there were a couple. And I think what we tend to do at the start here is we try to admit when we're wrong, right? We try to be honest with the people. It's good. Transparency is good. So I think the biggest thing from our last episode, uh, we talked about, as you recall, uh, out of place was our topic. We were talking about things that kind of cross borders Mm -hmm. culturally uh, and migrate into a different territory. And one of the things we talked about was the horrible interpretations we have here in the U.S. of uh, some international quote, holidays. Yeah, those drunk Irish people on St. Patrick's Day. We talked about St. Patrick's Mm -hmm. Day, and embarrassingly enough, uh, with my last name and my heritage uh, being of the uh, Irish uh, slant, uh, I didn't know anything about St. Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) It's a holiday, right? It's celebrating St. Patrick. Um, He did what he did, which, again, we were wrong. Uh, I don't know. We got to try. I mean... We, we didn't know where he was from or, like, the real story behind him. Uh, I found out from many people who listen to the podcast after the fact uh, he was not from Ireland. He was Irish, right? Yeah, okay. uh, maybe. Maybe he was Irish. So. <laughs> he was a transplant, and he's actually, his big thing was he brought Catholicism to Ireland. That three-leaf clover, that is, is a really good way for him to explain the Holy Trinity for all the Catholics that he brought over to the uh, to Ireland. Well, there you go. That's, there you a, go. that's a really beautiful story, Tom. Mm-hmm. Dropping some knowledge here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we world religion. Who knew we'd delve into that on the unintended audience? Sure. Now, you wanted to talk. It's not so much that we were wrong, but like one of the topics that we've started talking about in our off time. Tom mm-hmm. and I, we have jobs. We go to work just like all of you. We uh, we make dinner. Um, we have leisure time. I watch a lot of Netflix. Yeah, um, but I do my laundry. I, I don't know if I believe that, but okay, you do normal things. I promise as well. you, I do my laundry. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the other things uh, we do is talk about this podcast and uh-huh. kind of what we, what our dreams and aspirations are for it, right? 
I'm I'm trying to keep them real low. Yeah, I mean they're really low. low. They're <laughs> we've set the bar as everyone knows pretty low. Very very low. But if we but what what we would like to have happen, what would be great, and it actually has happened. It has. We we want to have some reviews on iTunes. We want you to like us. I have listened to a lot of podcasts in the in, in my past, and every single podcast I listen to gives that annoying message of. We need your reviews. You, you know got to get your reviews to get popular you know and get more it's, listeners. It's the equivalent of like, you know, public radio or public mm-hmm. television. And there's like, it seems like once a month or once every couple of months they do the, the pledge drive and they yep. beg you for money. That's what I feel like. The modern equivalent for podcasts is this begging for reviews. Yeah. And whenever I've listened to them, I'm like, what do you think when you hear it? You're like, oh, of course I'll review. I love this show. I think, uh, yeah, this, uh, I, some of the podcasts I listen to have literally changed my life. I think you've said the same thing I too. I totally man. agree. I like, do. and I don't review those nope. podcasts. <laughs> I sure Because haven't. you got to go into the app and that's, that's, you just have to go in there and click a button and then, and then actually compose a sentence. So Tom, Fuck that. <laughs> Tom and I are asking you to do something <laughs> that we ourselves are completely unwilling to do. And, but, but it is, it, it literally is like really important for that to happen. It's fairly <clears throat> important. Yeah. Uh, I think it would, uh, Lendl, Tom and I just need to know that this isn't just going out into the ether. Um, yeah. So we'd like to hear from you. So, so I'll tell you, we've we've got we've got a couple. Here's our here's our first review, and and I will I will I'm going to give this the compliment sandwich technique here because there's because um, a it's a goddamn review. it's it's a review and it's our first review and that's the most important thing and it's a five star review and and technically it does say. That they like us, the person reviewing this that like us. I'll take it. Now right. I, I will. Now let's just let, let's just read this review from from a from a doctor kid. Do- a doctor. I happen to know who this doctor is. You wouldn't know it from reading the review, but very very smart guy. Right. Um, and this is the this is the review. Um, great thong underwear. Remember, they are a thong. And if it's your first time trying a thong, he always capitalizes the T for some reason. This one is perfect. Once you get used to the thong riding between your cheeks, first timers, parenthetical, they are very comfortable. I did take other customer advice and bought one pair at the chart size, large, 36 to 38, even though my waist is their medium size, 32 to 34. They fit perfect, and I bought three more pairs. Now, that was a fucking troll. <laughs> Dr. Kid just trolled us. We got trolled. He put, put a bunch of garbage on here. And then, and then, and then after the troll, with, and, which, which, which what really pisses me off is you got to click on the more the more oh, yeah. to see like the rest of it. Just enough where you got to click. <laughs> yeah, you got to click it line. to see the extra line, which is the actual review, which is also Tom and Maddie, hilarious, and their insights <laughs> on contemporary culture are spot on. So a friend of ours obviously wrote yeah. this. So I think I think you know he's telling a hilarious joke. I assume it was because he listened to the first episode where we talked about Amazon reviews. He's imitating an Amazon review. Sure, right. I like the spirit of this review. So I okay. think that's an important thing. But if you if you read a, if you leave us a review, which we really would like you to re- leave us a review, and most importantly give us that five stars. Don't 
make it sound like you're an insane person because that makes everyone think that. So, oh, man, insane, does Doctor like Kid sound like an insane person? I think now, he does in this insane? review. <laughs> it's okay. So he sounds crazy. He does sound a little crazy, but uh, I, to me, it, it seems like we will take whatever we can get at this point. <laughs> oh, like five stars would be great, but yeah. like. I don't want the the gold star for just showing up. I want fair and honest assessment. So this is our plug. We're asking you for your help. We're Mm -hmm. asking you to get out there and and review us, or at least just let us know somebody's out there listening. A nice case in point from uh, Fruit of Thy Womb. Such a fun and funny podcast. Fruit of Thy Womb. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Okay. Such a fun and funny podcast podcast good stuff ah straight to the point there it is very nice someone followed your directions to the t and i I know that person (laughs) too his name is ryan very nice guy uh handsome dude went to mexico with him uh can't get enough of that guy so So if if you want to potentially go to mexico with tom uh here's your opportunity yeah if you give Um, us a good review maybe you'll get a vacation with me to mexico we don't want to belabor the point here might but be. I think if you could sum this up, it would be if you have a great re- if you post a review and it's interesting, we might read it. We might do a whole segment on it. Sure. We might compliment you. You might go to Mexico with right. Tom. Right. There's any number of possibilities. Yes. We'll leave it at that. So it's been 20 minutes ish yeah. since we talked about what the hell this episode is about, right? Yeah, what were we going to talk about this time? We were talking about when people go big, right? They're trying to do grand gestures. They're trying to make art or music or movies or something Mm -hmm. on a large scale and just totally miss the mark. They're trying to do something, accomplish something, and they just don't. There's a, a big fail, Yeah, and it's about... What happens after the fail? I I think one of the most obvious examples of these, and I I personally love these, it's when movies fail. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like really bad movies. I like watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and all that stuff. Yeah, grew up on that. Loved it, yeah. Uh, It's it's so delightful just watching, watching something that someone tried to make and make well, and just the product of it just shows how fucked up the production was because they made this terrible product. Right. Um, there's this movie, The Room, which I'm just going to kind of read from this Wikipedia article. Because I, I watched this movie and I, I loved it because it's just so bad. Yeah. A lot of people have said, it was made in like 2003 and so a lot of people have known it. Everyone kind of knows it as this like good, bad movie. You know? Right. But anyway, it centers around a love triangle between three characters um, and then, as as I'm quoting from this, a significant portion of the film is dedicated to a series of unrelated subplots, most of which involve at least one supporting character and are unresolved due to the film's inconsistent narrative structure. Oh my god, that sounds so fucking frustrating. So, so you're telling me, like, parts of the movie, they just go down a certain road, and then they just never go back? There's no resolution? Nothing makes sense. There's, like, there's characters in it that just have no... No point of being there, and they're just weird. No, and the and the the guy who directed it, and I think this is like the most interesting part. I mean, the guy that directed it is this insane person. I mean, right. he just is is bonkers. He wanted to make a movie. He had no training in making a movie, um, but he had money, and like how he gets his money is really like if you just look into it, um, you just no one really exactly knows how he got his money. But okay. he has a bunch of money. He had enough money to make a film, right? And so he just 
clamored together some people he knew and he made a terrible movie yeah. that obviously was trying to be really important. Like deep and important. And deep. And like it was it was a big drama and it's got but nudity. You, but in you it. actually but like it. Like you enjoyed it just oh, because it was so terrible? I loved it because it's it's just so bad. Okay. I mean it, it turned How long in, is this? How can you sit through a movie, like a whole movie that's just terrible? I do that all the time. Like Mystery Science Theater, I get I, I'm on the same plane with you. Yeah. Because you got the three, you got the comedy relief, right? Right. You got the the Joel and the robots kind of making yeah. fun of the movie. This just watching a bad movie, like I get seeing clips or like watching a little bit of, but sitting through the whole thing, maybe with friends and things. The I difference is most of the time when I'll start a really bad movie, I get bored in the middle just because it, it's just so bad. This one. You don't get bored. Okay. You're just it's just amazing that f- somehow the badness has a, a, a it keeps leveling up throughout the movie. So so it's like it can it be this bad and it gets worse and worse. The badness and worse. gets turned to 11. Yeah, and I think that's kind of it's probably what it is. Okay. Um anyway, uh, it there's It sounds to me a bit like it's got a little bit of that um David Lynch kind of vibe to it. Is that what he's going for? Or that that's his goal, right? He's trying to be like this important artistic kind of director making this. Uh, no, I, and that's and that's the, the the thing. I don't think so. I don't think that he was trying to make something particularly avant garde. I think he was trying to make a very serious drama about like love and relationships and violence. Yeah, but he has no idea how to. Um, show that in a movie those those complex feelings he has no way of making the audience feel those complex feelings and and have empathy with anybody because it just is written so terribly okay well i i don't know if i'm interested enough to watch it but oh i I recommend it i don't know i feel like there's a zillion other things i'd rather do with my time uh no you should watch this movie i don't know there's a bunch of new cereals that i haven't tried yet so i feel like i might just eat some of those new cereals all right or do that or i could watch a movie (laughs) those are my two options um the the only and and there's actually there's a you could watch the documentary about it that's coming out starring date oh not documentary it's actually like a real movie starring james franco the disaster artist. So wait a minute. It's a movie about the movie. It's a movie about the making of the movie, and James uh, Franco plays that guy. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I think like, it's going to be great. We've talked about it before, yeah. but we really are, as a society, just running out of ideas, mm-hmm. right? So now we're making movies about the making of movies that are boring. It's not boring. I. <laughs> Give me a word. I I just told you it's overreaching. It's I trying just too hard. I just I just told you that they like the reason why the room is so interesting is because of this weird guy. Yeah. So they're making a movie about that aspect of which, okay. which, which is a good movie. Yeah. Could be. Take your word on that. All right. All right. You know, to me, you know, I get the movies and, and I appreciate it or seen my fair share of bad ones, but. I also enjoy, as you know, I like to bake, right? right. I'm a baker. Um, and one of the things that Sarah got me interested in a couple of years back was this website uh, called Cake Rex, mm-hmm. um, which I think you've taken a look at over the past week. You've been on there every now and again. Uh, the concept of Cake Rex, which I just absolutely love, and I'll explain why in a minute, is people photographing just cake 
failures. So you go to the grocery store, um, and it feels like a lot of grocery stores do these cakes now that have cartoon characters, or you bring in a picture and they print it out and they put it on the cake. Um, grocery store cakes are horrible. They're so bad. (laughs) They are. It's like when you care, not at all, get a grocery store cake. I hate, I've mentioned this maybe before. I just, I'm going to, just going to have, I hate it when I go to a birthday party in an office and they obviously (laughs) bought that cake at a grocery store. So one, I have to interact with all my coworkers awkwardly and two, eat eat shitty cake cake. that I hate and act like I like it. Yeah. That, that sometimes like, it's either the frosting is just like barely colored sugar, like it's mm-hmm. grainy, or it's like wax, like yeah. like the like the stuff on a yodel. God forbid you eat the giant sugar rose. Oh like, man, you get a corner piece of those. And You're gonna be shitting sour. all afternoon. Oh, and it's gonna be green or whatever color it is. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be green and it's gonna be unpleasant. It's gonna, like you've got two guarantees. Um, it's not gonna be that different. Yes. <laughs> um, in any it's event, entirely artificial. You go. I think a grocery store, and that's where a lot of these on the site come from. But it's the. the the bakeries and grocery stores are good at pumping out a lot of yes. stuff, right? Yeah. They're not necessarily the best at artistic renditions rendered in baked goods, right? Yep. So you will frequently see, like, I don't know, uh, what's the Despicable Me, the little, the minions? Yeah, it's like a Tic Tac. Yeah, right. So they'll try to make, like, a cupcake that looks like a minion or something, and they just do a piss-poor job of it. Yeah. It just looks terrible. Most of the, this site is dedicated to folks sending pictures of these um, really, really unfortunate cakes that people, either bakeries or professional bakers have made, or I, I find this happens. There's also a site on this for like Pinterest arts and crafts stuff where it's like people find a picture of something on Pinterest, they try to make it, they fail miserably, and then they post like the really sad picture of what they made. It's absolutely delightful. I like to bake, but I am terrible at making them pretty like mm-hmm. all my baked goods none of them look necessarily look good i feel like that's a completely separate skill i have never been able to do that well even as simple as making like a tiered cake and frosting it it always ends up like the frosting's askew my layers are droopy like it yeah. tastes fine it tastes good yeah. But I just can't make, get it to look good. We yeah. used to have these baking contests at work. Mm-hmm. I would enter them all the time, and I'd enter, in my own view, some pretty delicious items. Right, but, you, but I never won because all my stuff just looked. I made cookies; they just look like cookies. Well, that's I would blame the 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 judging criteria on that. That's bullshit. So they were just looking at your. Well, did you stick to cookies? Or did you try to I make some bars? I did brownies. Yeah. I did cakes. I did savory things. Yeah. I made a not baking, but I made a big tray of meatballs one time like i did all kinds of different things i never would come out on top for baking stuff so to me i like cake wrecks and i like that concept because i know what that's like like i have tried on occasion to up my decoration game with my baked goods and it never works out ever yeah it's these are hilarious so yeah so it's good to know that i'm not alone like that site makes me feel better about not having that skill i uh a a skill i don't have and a a similar i i I really like the blog there i fixed it which similarly this is a blog 
where um, it's just pictures of people trying to fix something, but they do a really shitty job. And it's sort of a sarcastic So it's like a home, home repair kind of a... Yeah, it's like you got a chair and it's like there they fixed it because they, they just put like a box under the chair because one of the legs of the chair was broken. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, I guess so, that would like, work. Technically, that's the joke because technically the things work, but right. they're just... It's just, a, they're just it's a temporary solution. Put back together with duct tape and it looks like crap. Right. You know, or you can kind of see where they were like sort of trying to fix it in a certain way. And then, and then they just, they didn't have the technical prowess to pull it off. So yeah, it I definitely like garbage. Um, hope my landlord's not listening. But when I moved out of my, one of my last uh, places I lived, yeah, I had uh, taken one of the shelves on the wall had fallen out. So, I mean, we had moved everything out of the house. We had nothing left in there. We yeah. had like the bare essentials. So we did have some toothpaste and some toothpicks. I guess we left our dental care products as our mm-hmm. last packed items, but um so yeah to get the shelf back up i just squirted a bunch of toothpaste and crammed a bunch of toothpicks in the wall oh. and shoved the shelf into it and oh, blew on it until it kind of dried and then toothpaste then is a really versatile you've told substance. me before that you That's have many uses that was my uh probably smartest use of it oh, god you gotta do what you gotta do yeah Similar to you, I am not at all handy either. Right. And uh, in in my house, I have uh, this. I have a stairwell that it doesn't have a banister. Okay. And so, as an able-bodied person who's only living by myself, I don't really give a shit. And you're um, you're a big arm swinger, so it, it's nice to not have anything impeding your movement. Absolutely, it just would get in the way. Yeah. But you know, it occurred to me I should probably. If not for resale value, we should probably have a banister for, you know, safety if anyone comes to my house. For who, people with little stubby arms like would, me who, yeah. you know, I need to grab onto something to stay balanced. Exactly. And I, and I don't want everyone just touching the walls and stuff. And sure. It's just, you know. My hands are sticky. So I thought I could make a banister, make it make it yeah. real. You Why know what? You, was... had some, you had some extra paper towel tubes. <laughs> You had some rags. You had <laughs> yep. a nail. I had some dental floss too. Yep. Use that and toothpaste. Some... <laughs> sure. Uh, I bought so much toothpaste for that project. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's three, four tubes worth, <laughs> yeah. right? No, I I spent forever planning and thinking about it yeah, and, and watching like YouTube you'd... videos. I, I I went online and bought the wood. Sure, right. I sanded the fucking wood. I stained it. Now was it already in I the got shape the of a banister when you it got was, it? It was. Uh, it was. They they had shaved it down. It was in a banister okay. shape. So most of the like heavy lifting was done. I had to do all the measurements and everything. So this right. was like all in all. Including shipping time and time for me, it was like a two-week thing. Okay, a, a number, a good number of hours, and a lot of FaceTiming with my dad to to ha- have him help me do all this <laughs> right. work. Anyway, so I finally got it back home, and I like, I put the banister. I like, I drilled, found the studs. I drilled the little anchors in, and then drilled that into the banister. I had to do it like fifteen times because I kept on messing up in. Because it had to be at an angle. I don't see what you going to bars and finding attractive dudes has to do with putting up a banister. <laughs> I missed that reference. What are you talking about? You were stud finding? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you measured, you made the holes. Measured the, and it took, it took, Maddie, it like, it took me forever. And, and I don't, I don't like spending time on stuff that I'm not quite sure is going to come out well. <laughs> right. And I, and I don't handle 
failure very well. Okay. And so, but this was a big project for me. I really wanted to be like, I own a home. I can put up a banister myself. I can re-watch <laughs> YouTube videos or get help from my dad. It's like and the, I'll the, bank, do it. the bank trusted you enough to give you a bunch of money to buy a house. Right. Certainly you have the wherewithal. I make that money. I've gone to college. Yeah. I, I, I go through life yeah. fairly well. Right. You're alive. But anyway, I spent a long time measuring, drilling, re-drilling, uh, finally get it up there. Yeah. And I like notice that it like it wobbles a little bit, yeah, just just a little bit, just a tad. But it's fine. It's like whatever. Anyway, <laughs> three days later, I'm, I'm I'm drinking a little bit at home. Yeah, go, go upstairs. <laughs> like just congratulating yourself on a job done, exactly. right? A job. The done. job was was technically finished. Yeah. The the piece of wood that I bought was technically suspended <laughs> by something that Correct. was technically glued, glued in or screwed into the uh, the wall. Yeah, and I, I go to the bathroom. I'm coming downstairs, totally <laughs> slip on the stairs, grab that banister for support, and the whole fucking thing rips out of the entire <laughs> wall, and I get so pissed. Did you like just? Just take I, the banister outside and leave it on the curb. Or? I uh, I think I just left it in the stairs and just pouted on the. I, I didn't look at it. I just fumed on the couch for the rest of the time and then just I, I pretended it wasn't there. Were there I think, people? I think I had, were there people over? No, it was just me. <laughs> I don't know why that makes it better or worse. It makes it sadder. Oh no 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 my no my my ex. I was living with my ex at the time. I think he was. I think he was there. Oh, did he was he, totally there. Did when he know happened. enough to just oh, not he say a not goddamn say thing? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was at work, but he, he wasn't at work. He was there. <laughs> I mean, he must have seen my face, and I was like beyond. Yeah, angry. I, Jesus, that's tough, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck, that uh, sucked. Anyway, I haven't touched it since. Well, I still don't have a banister. And I'm assuming never you will. didn't have it have it in you at that point to put it up on this website for everyone else to share with <laughs> There's you. There's nothing to put up. It just was. <laughs> there was. I mean, at the end of the day, there was just like a, a couple of a, holes in the wall. A, sh, uh, a shard of of one of the steel of the steel. Banister holder. The like yeah, the, the band of the yeah, bracket yeah. steel okay. bolt that had broken off. So they, like this is like two guys who are not mechanics talking about the inner workings of What's the thing called? It's in the wall that holds a banner. Is it the banner holder? Is that what it's called? Yeah, banister. Oh, banister God. You know, Tom, I think I other than just having these happen to you, it's also interesting when you are a witness to some of this stuff when you see it happening in front of you uh-huh. um i remember uh there was a talent show right like a kind of oh, like boy. a open <laughs> it was an open call um wait this is this is high school or middle school, high school. I, I forgot okay, high, school. high school so it was also i mean freshman you're still pretty young and still pretty naive but like also sophomore to junior to senior like Senior, like, it's starting to be where they're real people, and, and they're thinking that they're doing, like, real things, you know? Right, right. Like, some of them are up there, just, oh, isn't it cute that the kid's trying to do this thing? Some of them, it yeah. starts getting to that area where it's like, oh, you're yeah. trying to do this, and you're not doing very good. Yeah. Um, and in that, in the light of that, um, 
of course, in high school, what do disaffected teenagers in suburbia gravitate towards? Bands, right? And music. Yes. So, of course, there were a bunch of, like, teenage bands in this talent show. Right. Including a bunch of the cool kids Mm -hmm. had formed a band, Mm -hmm. and they were doing cover songs. So, like, their big draw, um, like, that I remember was... They went into the, uh, what the hell was the name of that, that group? I wanted to say that angry group from the 90s, but that's... Nine that's, Inch Nails? Uh, it's of that vein, the more political... Uh, freedom! <laughs> Do you know that? No. Uh, acquitted STP. Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Yes. All right. All right. So Rage Against the Machine. And they were bad. I mean, they were just off their time. They were teenage musicians, which it's rare that they're good. So they had done a couple of songs and they get into Rage Against the Machine. Now me and my friends, who are, of course, you know, the uncoolest of the uncool, we're kind of the outsiders. Um, We are in the crowd just having our comeuppance, right? Because these cool kids who think they're the greatest thing ever are trying to be in this band and be really cool and they're really terrible. Okay. They are just... So what you're getting out of this product is the schadenfreude of of just them being terrible. Trying to be their cool selves. Because, like, normally these are... They were sports guys, you Uh know, like... Uh, lady killer types, you know, like just the popular. They just think the world hands them everything. You you know what? You gotta gotta fucking practice to be good at art, man. On top of that, Mm -hmm. my good friends who are still my good friends were musicians and also had played in their band earlier in Mm -hmm. the evening. And we thought they just rocked it out. And they did. Yeah. Um, So that's who I was hanging out with in the crowd. And we are just like smug as shit out Uh in the crowd, right? Like, Yep. Listen to these idiots. Right. One of my friends takes it on himself to show how stupid they are and how they think they're so hardcore by starting to have a mosh pit of one <laughs> and just dance around in the craziest manner possible. Because he's making fun of the fact that the, these people they are think, trying they to... They just think they're so hardcore. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's just like yucking it up. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. You guys rock, and I'm going to show you how much you rock. Uh-huh. So he is flailing arms. He's jumping around. His head is bobbing back and forth crazily. And then he gets a little too close to the stage. Uh-huh. And pulls the power cord <laughs> for the stage. Like the main power driver for oh. the stage. Oh, gets no. Gets yanked out of its socket. That's beautiful. And the whole stage goes dark and goes quiet because all the instruments are now unplugged. He gave them the best gift they could, because that spaz ruined the set. That's what people are going to remember. Correct. Not that they were so awful. It was... That's the ti- so funny. The timing... <laughs> he... My friend, as a musician, and someone who just played earlier, you could see the color drain out of him, and 
you know, we were cynical, we were pretty sarcastic, but like you could just see he felt like the biggest heel in the world. And like he was. He just looked over at us and like he just started apologizing to them just effusively oh, saying how sorry he was well, that, that he had made this mistake. Yeah. And it was just it was incredible. It was just like the the highs and the lows that went with this event were just something to witness. That's great. Um, I mean, it was high school encapsulated, right? Like that's the best. It was something you'd see in a movie. <laughs> it really is really <laughs> tremendous. I just love that he helped him out. Yeah, I mean, I think he yeah. did try to plug the cable back in. I think they did finish their set, so yeah. there was some closure for everyone. But um, it just shows you, you know, you never know. You try, you you think your moment has come, and then the tables turn right around. All right, Maddie. Yes, it, Tom? It's my favorite time. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite time, but I think I know where you're going with this. No, I know it's your favorite time because it's time. It's like 9.30. For you, it's, yes, yeah, 9.28. 9.28. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my favorite time. Which, which is the time where you read a page from my fifth grade journal. Oh, your fifth grade journal. Mm-hmm. Just full of treasures, oh, that journal. It's full of Lots of things. W- w- wisdom, <laughs> uh, insight, uh, child, childhood curiosities. Whimsy. I'd say there's a tad of whimsy. Uh, definitely a lot of whimsy. I think more than a tad. All right. So we're, Big we're, pinch. What, what time period are we looking at here? When was this journal entry? This, this journal entry, it's my, my third one. This is from May 9th, 1992. And how old was Tom uh, during this entry? Uh, yeah, I was like 10. 10? 10, 10 yep. years old. 10, yep. 10 year old Tom. We're going to dive right in, Tom. Today, I had a terrible night. So you had a terrible night in the day. Okay. All right. <laughs> First, I went to the Donovans. I went to Donovans. A stupid fancy restaurant. <laughs> You'd never like fancy things. No. Nope. And you ordered a chicken and walnut salad? Yeah. Don't feel like that was a thing on the menu. You special ordered, perhaps. I, I, mean, I, I think it was on the menu. There's chicken I and get, walnut salad in nice this, restaurants. I see why this was a stupid fancy restaurant already. <laughs> okay. It turned out to be a bunch of lettuce topped with gobs of mayonnaise with the chicken and little nuts on them. Yep. That's likely how they wrote it up in the menu, too. Right? You got exactly what you ordered. Yep. Didn't like that salad. And you just throw this in there, just so people know. That was for my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason for the stupid fancy restaurant was to celebrate mom. Yes. Happy birthday, Mrs. Hill. <laughs> yep, and I hated every fucking minute of <laughs> it. it. Gobs of mayo. Yep. Gobs of mayo. Maybe go to this nice restaurant. This stupid nice restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, back to your entry. Yeah. After that, I went to Proctor's. That's a theater. Theater. Okay. It's connected to New York. Still around. It's great. Representing the upstate portion of New York. And saw the London Symphony do a very long, 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 (laughs) all caps, concert. Man, this is just... Your mom's birthday was just a night of torture for you. Well, there's there's going to be a, a a little a little surprise at the end. There were three songs, mm-hmm. so it was long, 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 long. Yeah, three songs. Three songs. Okay, I guess there were 
three long songs. This is a this is an orchestra orchestra piece can be very long. Yes, exactly. I I cultured (laughs) Tom. I know these things. All the beginnings I liked, but the longness was horrible. Not liking the longness. I hope I go into more about about the longness. Do you think maybe there's some information, some further detail? I think we need it. All right. The first two were about one half hour, and then a half hour intermission. There's no way the intermission is a half hour. But the last was 45 minutes, exclamation point. Yep. That's a long, long song, Tom. Mm-hmm. I did that for my dad's birthday. Now I'm totally confused. Yeah. Was it your mom's birthday or your dad's birthday? I I, I don't under well well my dad's birthday is it around, is around the time of this journal entry. Hey everybody, I'm just gonna awkwardly jump in here for a quick fake news special bulletin. Um when recording this, I had temporarily forgotten that my dad's birthday is not around the date of this journal entry, May 9th. It is on the date of this journal entry, May 9th. So uh, I tried to fix that by re-recording a little bit to make it sound like I hadn't made that mistake. But as you can tell, the audio levels in my house are different from those at Maddie's house. So sounded dumb. Um, so this is my uh, best attempt at fixing that mistake in a little mini I was wrong segment. Um, so, uh, sorry about that, Dad, and, uh, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. So that was, that was accurate. Okay. That was when, when that was supposed to be. But the My mom's was- birthday is the 4th of, of April, so I think they just, like, weirdly mushed the two together. Maybe we or just didn't like, do anything for They knew that your temperament could only handle one night of activities that they enjoyed. They just wanted to torture me by making me go to that a was, nice restaurant. That was their present for and themselves. Go, and go see an orchestra concert. I I think the amount of um, well, as your of dad, just as, as your dad is now a listener of the podcast, mm-hmm. I think now might be the chance for you to make some amends here. I I just love the unbridled. Uh, privilege I have that I just I scream in this just how I get to go to a fancy restaurant I get and to go symphony. see I get to go see the symphony, the London symphony. and all I do is bitch in this <laughs> yeah. in this entry about how much I hate it how, and it's all how, for my parents how was your fancy dinner for birthday Tom <laughs> gobs and mayonnaise I didn't like my chicken walnut salad how was the London symphony <laughs> they played too long uh yeah you are demanding, Tom. You have a standard that this yeah. stupid fancy restaurant and the London Symphony were not up to. I had, I just had a, <laughs> I had a great childhood and I took it all for granted. But That's... on the other end of things is here we are now with the lowest of standards and what we ourselves produce. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where we're going to finish the journal here. <laughs> the end. Fuck this day. Hopefully... It gets better after this. That was terrible. Terrible day. A lesson learned to the hills. Um, don't make Tom celebrate your birthday. He's not having a good time. No. Just, no. It's 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 not all about you, Mom and Dad. No, your birthday? Maybe yeah. do some things that Tom might like to do. Yeah. Just know your audience, you know? Short music and fast food. <laughs> exactly. So, Tom, I think all of these things we talked about you know, it's people swinging for the fences, right? 
they, they are really trying to do something. They're trying to get the word out there or get a message across. Mm-hmm. And it's like the lines cross. Something didn't work. Yeah, right? Sometimes you just fail. But it, but it is it is interesting when, when something really unintended and uh, interesting in and of itself gets gets created out of that failure. So I think that's where we're going to leave it, Tom. Yeah. I uh, think so. I think we've uh, gone into some interesting topics today, and I think we're ready to tackle a new subject in the coming week. All right. That sounds that sounds like a good place to end as any. So, uh, yeah, I've been Tom. And I've been Matt. Thanks. Thanks for listening.